Welcome to Dog Health Today. I'm Andrea Partee, your host. I'm a dog health coach and dog health advocate who wants your dog to live 15 to 20 years without a without illness, or at least, you know, just a little tiny bit, because there's so much we can control. I want to help you. Anyway, this is episode number six, and today we're going to talk about yeast. All righty, let's get started. Do you have a yeasty dog? This is something I deal with all the time. Thank God I don't have to deal with it with my dog, Lou. But first of all, where does it usually start? It usually starts with an ear infection. And whether it's bacterial or fungal, which uses the fungus, um, usually that will start with an antibiotic. Unfortunately, that kind of screws things up and then your dog ends up, if they didn't have it the first time, they end up with a yeast infection in the ears. Unfortunately, because of what happened to the gut health, the microbiome, um, everything is knocked out of whack and the yeast gets worse and worse. So um, people come to me with dogs with uh, yeast on their skin and that goes from degrees that are just they run the gambit. I mean, sometimes a dog will have one sore looking thing and I can tell by looking at it that it's yeast. It's not, uh, you know, it's like one of my customers, one of my clients, long term, I love this woman. Um, her vet told her that her dog had um, a growth that was probably cancerous and needed to be removed. And she sent me a picture of it and I said, that's yeast. And I'm not trying to prove the vet wrong. That's really not the point. You know, um, we just all know to look for different things. Anyway, she she got her, she switched her dog's diet and she used some things to balance out the yeast, to kill some of that yeast and balance the microbiome again and it went away. So, but why does this stuff happen? Um, again, it comes down to the microbiome. In fact, I'm learning the longer I'm doing this stuff, the more we have to look at the gut and the microbiome, because the microbiome is a group of microbes, right? And we have them in different places. Mostly we have them in the gut um, because they help us, um, and our dogs, um, they help us digest. They help us, they help us, they just do, they create vitamins. They do so many things. We totally need them. But there are different, there's microbiomes in different places. The skin has its own. So watch out for those shampoos because if you kill it, then you end up with skin problems. The eyes have their own. Every organ has its own microbiome. And then, of course, we have the gut. And in the gut, that microbiome is the immune system. So anyway, so when we're talking about yeast, what happens is uh, I've noticed a couple of things with my clients. And one is, of course, antibiotics because they kill all bacteria indiscriminately. And if you look at the gut, which, by the way, we have humans have three to six pounds of bacteria up to a thousand species. But Obviously, that's just species. That's not how many. But we have three to six pounds of it in our gut and, you know, for our immune system. So let's say if I'm kind of a small person. So, you know, if I even only had three pounds, my dog would have two pounds. That's two pounds for my dog. I can't imagine messing that up. 
Um, anyway, so the good guys, you know, the good bacteria keep the bad bacteria in check unless we screw up the balance. And that's why if we work on the microbiome all the time, constantly, we're going to have such a much, much healthier dog. Um, those microbes tell our body how to behave. And with the yeast imbalance, um, <coughs> we the yeast runs rampant because the good bacteria that would keep the yeast in balance has been killed for some reason. So, um, and there's another reason I want to talk about. Remind me to tell you about dog food. Um, but if we if we screw up the balance and the yeast grows out of control, it's not just the ears. It's the skin, like I said. I have seen dogs that were totally hairless um, with horrible sores on them from yeast and their skin turns black. So if you have any of those things... Um, I really don't want to help you because it's horrible. But if you have nowhere else to turn, um, contact me and I'll I'll give you some some guidelines and maybe I can hook you up with coaching. Um, but but see now I went and lost my train of thought again. Okay, so when the yeast gets totally out of balance and it like I said and with this with the skin when it but if it starts showing all over and your dog is smelly, um, God bless my sister. She didn't believe me over the yeast issue that her dog had and she insisted on bathing him like she took him to the groomers once or twice a week and so the dog would smell good for like two hours and then it would be terrible because not only did the dog have systemic yeast but giving you know using all those um those shampoos that are supposed to kill the yeast actually made it ruined the natural microbiome on the skin and the yeast got worse and worse and worse and um that was that that was frigging horrible that i, I wish i could have <clears throat> just taken that dog because i i loved her very much um where were where was i going to tell you oh okay and then the yeast actually gets in the blood i'm telling you it's like swimming everywhere and not only is it you know causing problems but that yeast imbalance, and keep this in mind for you because I tend to have a yeast imbalance myself, um, is that it makes you crave certain foods. And because the yeast is, is alive and it signals you or your dog to get some more starches because anything that can be converted to sugar will help the yeast grow. It'll feed it. It'll Even if it doesn't grow, it'll at least maintain it. So then that brings us back to commercial dog food. When we look at kibble, um, you know, a dog should be getting 40 to 60% protein. And in kibble, um, it's, you know, like 20%, if that. And the rest of it, if you, they don't say it on the label, but if you were to look and figure, you know, add all the, the numbers to get to 100% and, you know, add what they have and subtract that from 100, you'll see how many carbs that has. And probably there's even more than that because things that they consider pro that they use as proteins like peas and stuff like that are actually really high sugar. And so they're seen by the body as as carbohydrates and convert to sugar. Um, so that's that's how yeast happens. Um, so obviously the first thing you're going to do need is to change your dog's food, get them off the kibble, get them away from um all that starch 
and start changing the microbiome. So, you know, you need to get some probiotics. Um, you need to support that gut. You need to help it because you can't even digest your food without um, without good bacteria in your gut. Instead, you know, you may notice your dog has really smelly poop or um, gets diarrhea, constipation. Things are just totally messed up because the bacteria can't do its job. And then the last thing, wait, I have to cough. <coughs> the, <coughs> the last thing is that <coughs> when we look at, <coughs> you know, I should really bring water with me so that when I get a dry mouth, I could just keep going. Um, when, <coughs> oh, when we look at the other thing with kibble is that it has, um, it tends to have, you know, cheaper grains. And so it's not going to have organic, it's organic, it's going to have um, GMO. And GMO, um, you know, the, the new, the new evil thing that people, that people are finally getting a clue about is glyphosate. And <coughs> that's, since there, oh, it's in everything. It's, so that's, uh, that's why I always say, please, please buy organic for yourself. And if you do give your dogs vegetables and stuff or, you know, any kind of food, make sure that it's organic. Because glyphosate, they have found, stops the body from um, using uh, vitamin B12. So even if you, you take it, if your dog gets it in his regular food, he can't use it. And what happens with that? Deficiencies in um, vitamin B12 are, I watched a series when they talked about how it creates, um, it's one of the main components in a lot of um a lot of diseases, uh, but it, but basically it reduces heart function and it creates greater neurological problems. And um, it's, anyway, you know, I really want to say really happy stuff. Maybe tomorrow I can think of something totally happy because I don't really want to be, you know, negative Nelly all the time. I just want you to understand bits and, you know, little by little how to make your dogs healthier because by God, they deserve it. They need to live so much longer. You know, and it's like a friend of mine, Sandra, who I, I'm going to have to have on the show. But um, she she was laughing one day. I was talking to her. And she's in Canada. I'm in the U.S. And so we Skype regularly. And someone came up to her about her dog, Jack. And she said, uh, the person said to her, you are so lucky that Jack lived 20 years. And she looked at me and she goes, what can I say to this woman? You know, all I could say was the truth. It had nothing to do with luck. I fed my dog the right way. I gave him the right herbs. I helped him, his body work better. Until, you know, and, and okay, that's it. Because I could go on and on about this. But I love you guys and I appreciate you listening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.